Welcome to the Crux Podcast and Sermon of the Week. For more information about the Crux Ministries and Summit Church, please visit us at summitsanmarcos.com. Totally honest, I don't know if I'm going to get to the end of it. I made a spot halfway through where first half I want to cover basically when do you know you're ready to date, okay? And then the second half is what are some principles or some things that will really help you out through the dating process, okay? But depending where we're at, I'm going to have a moment where I just kind of pause, see where you guys are, and to be totally honest... I'm okay just going into question time and scraping the second half, right? So we'll kind of, I'm going to ask you guys and trust you guys to say how you're feeling when we get there, okay? If it's too long and you're like, I just kind of want, I have some questions about what you talked about, we'll do that. And then once we feel good about that, if we have time, we can go into the second part, okay? Does that sound good? Because it's just a lot of content, so I don't want to just fire hydrant give it all to you and then be like, no questions, we're done. You know, like, it, <laughs> I don't want to do that, okay? So we'll kind of go step by step. Does that sound good? Yeah? Okay. Awesome, guys. So, uh, first off is when, okay? Now, this too, if you are, some of you in here are already in a relationship, some of you are married, okay? I'm going to talk about some principles to be healthy uh, about to know you're ready to date. However, these principles still apply to you if you currently are dating. If any of these principles, you're like, oh, wow, I need to work on that one. Don't like break up and then get healthy and then try to figure it out, right? Like you could stay in the relationship and then just work on, let it be a little red flag in your heart of, oh, I really need to like work on this, okay? Does that make sense? Is that cool? Yes. Uh, come on, thank you. I need, I need some feedback. This is a very relational topic, okay? I need some feedback tonight, okay? Cool. So here we go, all right? Okay, so first off in here, how, does everyone in here have, have their license? Yeah, 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 or can drive, okay. Yeah, maybe that's the bad question because I don't want one person to be like, no, <laughs> right? No, it's all right, you'll get it, you'll, you'll get it, you'll get it. I was really, I was late in the game with my license, man. Um, but basically, you have driver's license. How did you get your driver's license? Took a test, sure. Practice. Crashed once or twice, okay, all right, yeah. Had an instructor, yes. Anything else? Driving school, things like that. Did any of you just, you were, you know, you're like, what, 16, 17, 18, right? Somewhere in that range. Did any of you just be like, you know what? I'm going to start driving today. And just get in the car and be like, I don't know what this is, but I could Google it and just look it up. Oh, that's a steering wheel. Oh, okay. You know? <laughs> oh, that's a, right? Whatever you have, but learn from Google and then be like, all right, I'm ready. I'm ready for the road. I just, I feel feel ready. You know, I have so much peace about it. I just feel so ready to get on the road. I really like this car. All my friends are driving, right? Like I really like, I really want to. So you know what? I'm just going to do it, right? How many of you think that that person is going to be a successful driver? No, they're going to drive out and they're going to go down the wrong lane of the road or something like that and just like T-bone right into somebody or just get hit, sideswiped or something like that. And then the cop pulls over, all right, license and uh, registration, please. And you're like, I just, cop, cop, <laughs> officer, you know, okay. I just had a really good feeling. And he's like, all right, that's cool. Can I have your license and registration, please? I just... I just knew I was ready. You know? Yeah, yeah. 
I believe in grace, God. <laughs> like, I'm a Christian. I don't live under the law anymore. Like, I live under grace, right? <laughs> right? Right? And so the officer's gonna be like, okay, yeah, totally. I can see you had a good feeling about it. And then he's gonna like turn to his you know, or get the radio and be like, yeah, can you, uh, we're taking this guy in, you know, <laughs> like there's no way I'm going to let this guy drive. Right. And, and, and so you have to, with dating or sorry, driving, you have to be super proactive about preparing and learning and doing all this stuff before you're ready. Just because you feel like driving doesn't mean you're ready to drive. Right. Right. <laughs> but it's springtime. No, 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 no. Like that doesn't work with driving. Okay, and if we are so proactive about learning about something so earthly as driving, why aren't we just as, if not more proactive about getting ready and preparing for something so heavenly and so emotional and so eternal, like impacting human hearts in dating? Right, but with dating, we use all these arguments. I I just felt ready. Or like, all my friends are doing, I, I, but I'm 18, <laughs> you know, I'm 19, I'm 20, right? But I'm, I'm, I'm 25, I'm still not with someone, I need to date, right? Like, we like use our age as a reason, just like if you got pulled over and driving, you're like, but I'm 25, officer, and he's like, wow, then you should know better, you know? <laughs> like, you know, it doesn't work with any other area of life except we throw out these arguments of, well, my friends are, I'm old enough, I just really want to, uh, I really like them, they make me feel good, they're really funny, I, I, I just want it, right? And then we wonder why we just get sideswiped or we crash horribly, right? Because we didn't prepare for it at all. And we didn't proactively go after it. You know, and then what's crazy, can you imagine totaling a car, getting out of the car and just being like, I guess this just was not the car God had for me. There's a better one out there. This just was not the one. Leaving it wrecked and walking away and be like, all right, where's another car, you know? Like, and oh man, and yet we, that's so absurd to think about something like that earthly, and yet with something so much more important, like dating, we're just like, do horrible things in dating because we felt like it and we weren't ready, we trash hearts, and then we use the excuse to make ourselves feel better and say, they just must not be the one. Right? Am I right? I'm a youth pastor. I see this all the time, right? <laughs> okay. Not you guys, not the college. I see this in the youth. No, <laughs> right? No, but then we do this, right? And, and sure, it might have not been the, the right one or things like that. I don't, I, you know, I'm not going to say that, but I can guarantee your success rate would have been way higher if you were ready and, or if you followed certain principles in getting ready and starting to date. You know, and, and, and you would have, even if you crashed, sometimes you could do, you could be the best driver in the world and someone else who wasn't ready crashes into you, right? And, and it's not your fault. And there's going to be times you, you, you had everything ready in dating. You were doing everything you knew how to do and it still didn't work out, right? And, and it's not necessarily your fault even. But if you prepared and if you went through these things, you will know how to recover 
faster and the right way to get healthy and have insurance and all these things to cover you during that time of vulnerability than if you just jumped in because you thought you were ready. Does this make sense? Right? And so, all right. So when we go into dating, though, we need to, I know I'm being super serious about this, um, but, but first off, I want you to know that it's a good thing. God says himself in Proverbs 18, 22, he says, when a man finds a wife, he has found a treasure, and she's a gift of God to bring him joy and pleasure. Wow. That's incredible. That means this is the... <laughs> One, one of the women in the room were like, you're welcome, men. <laughs> we are the gift of God in your life. <laughs> right? And so it's a, good, it's a good thing, though, that God wants. And you're not going to get there unless you date. So it's a, it's a heavenly concept. It's a really good thing, which is why we should treat it with so much honor, which is why we should treat it, that it like it's, it really is a gift from God. We shouldn't treat human hearts like just used cars that we could just try one out, didn't work out, go find a different one, right? We should take it with so much more honor for what it is. And so uh, there's this guy named Jason Valatin who he is, um, he's really good, written a lot of books and stuff on relationships, emotional prosperity, things like that. He wrote this, he wrote, we all have a desire to let the beauty of a relationship unfold on its own. Isn't that what we want? Oh, it's just unfolding, right? All right? And he says, and that sounds very romantic, but it's not realistic or healthy, <laughs> right? He wrote, imagine with me, imagine, that you're going with some friends to climb Half Dome in Yosemite National Park, but none of you have ever been rock climbing in your life. Long before you ever arrive at the face of the mountain, there are many things that you would need to know in order to make sure you have an adventure of a lifetime. Without some pretty good planning and preparation, what is meant to be a great exploit could soon turn into a rocky nightmare. So by preparing for the exploration before it happens, you are now able to enjoy the thrill of the climb. Dating relationships are much like rock climbing. They require planning and preparation so that both individuals can enjoy the journey. Right? And, and so that's why we're going to go after, are you ready to date? Also, like I said, if you're in a relationship, this isn't saying break up. This is saying ask yourself, though, what maybe areas of my heart should I get healed for the sake of this relationship making it? You know, for this relationship getting healthier, right? And so we're going to go into that. How do you prepare then is the question. How do you know when you're ready to start dating? And if you are dating a relationship, how do you make it healthier, okay? So the same guy, Jason Valentin, I'm going to refer, be referring to him and a couple other guys a lot who I really trust with this. Uh, they have a lot of blogs and content and, and books, and they're really known as experts in this kind of relationship world. So I pulled a lot of content from them. So Jason Valentin, he asks three questions we're going to go through tonight on how to know if you're ready. And each three question kind of has a bunch of sub-questions under it, right? So hopefully it won't be too confusing. I'll try to break it down for you, okay? But he has these three questions. The first questions he says to ask yourself to find out if you're ready to date or if you're making your current dating relationship healthy, you know. He says this question, ask yourself, am I ready to date? And that sounds totally like, like, uh, easy, well, duh, yes or no, right? But no, 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 he's saying take the feeling out of it, right? Uh, I, I, I'm not jumping into dating just because I feel like it. Can I honestly look at myself and say I'm ready to date? 
And, when he, and then he gives you some questions on here's how you know that personally, in your opinion, it's okay to say you're ready, okay? First one, he says is this. He says, you're ready to date when you can be a benefit to the person that you are with no matter what the outcome of the relationship. If you're at a place where you're like, you know what? I don't want to date them just for what they can give me. Like, but I feel lonely. They make me happy. They make me laugh. They, I think they're cute. No, no, no. Like, switch it. If you, when you get to that place and you're like, I actually am ready to be a benefit to their life. Even if it doesn't work out, I want to know that my life made theirs better. That is such a mature thing to be like, whoa, you might really be ready to date. That's awesome, you know? And if you can't, right, or you never thought about it, chances are you're not ready, right? <laughs> so, okay? So another thing he says to personally start to ask yourself is do you view them through God's lens? Meaning, do you view them as just like, some cute girl, some hot guy, some, you know, or some, like, they're in this certain clique or they're this certain type of a person, right? Or do you actually view them as God's son and God's daughter? If you were to go walk up the porch, right, knock on the door, and Father God opens up and is like, hey, right? And, and then you ask him, excuse me, sir, is your daughter home? You know, like, like that, because that's what you're doing. You know, you are doing that. You are taking God's son or God's daughter out on a date. So do you treat it like that, right? And so if you actually were thinking, I'm taking a son or daughter of God out, you would treat them with honor, with respect, with like, right? And even if it didn't work out, you would treat it with as much honor as possible to figure it out, right? She's like, this is God's daughter, <laughs> right? Like, he will smite me, right? No, <laughs> right? Which he wouldn't do that. He loves you. That's why Jesus came, right? But you would treat it with so much honor. But that's how you should be treated because that's actually what you're doing, you know? So can you view them through the lens of this is God's son? and I want what's best for him. This is God's daughter. I really want what's best for her, okay? If the answer is yes to that, that's another check of, hey, I might actually be ready for this, you know? Okay, here's a third one. He says, this is how you can personally know, am I ready to date? He says, are you healthy? And by healthy, <laughs> by healthy, he's saying, basically, are you emotionally, spiritually, are, are you in a place of health in your life? If you have a cracked foundation, you know, and you have a bunch of fears and insecurities and self-hatred or depression or things like that, right? It's not going to get better by putting someone else in the mix, okay? It's a foundation that they're going to stand on. So if you have this crack thing, can it support someone else jumping on it and then just jumping on it a bunch, right? Or is it going to break and crack in half, you know? Or is it ready to kind of hold that? Is your heart in a place where you can start to tend somebody else's heart, Okay, and this doesn't mean you have to be like perfect, not at all. Like, like when you're in relationships, those little cracks will actually like be way bigger. The insecurities will get exposed, not minimized, you know? And so if you have insecurities come up in the relationship, that is totally normal. That doesn't mean breakup or anything like that. But I'm just trying to say, deal with as much as you can before you get into the relationship because the relationship is not gonna make it go away. You know, if you have a, a, a lie you're believing about God and your relationship, okay, and you think God's angry at you, that's going to get projected onto that, that man or that woman that you're with, and you're going to constantly think they're angry at you. And the root is you didn't deal with it with God. 
right? If you think you're rejected and no one really loves you, then it doesn't matter how much he adores you or she adores you. You're going to think that they're constantly rejecting you. And if you're not careful, you will start to point the finger and say, you aren't doing enough to make me happy. You aren't filling my like love tank, right? And we point the finger, but it actually a lot of times is a hole in our bucket, right? That's just seeping out <laughs> because we never dealt with that with the Lord, you know? And so that's something to really look at. But if you look at it and you're like, you know what? To the best that I can be, I really do feel healthy right now. Like I really do feel like I'm in a good spot, okay? And if you're saying, yeah, and, and I, I really take care of myself, I totally see them. I want to honor them a God's son or daughter and I want to, you know, benefit them, then great. You pass question number one. That's awesome. Like, good job. Pat yourself on the back. That's a good thing. Okay. Right. And if you have red flags coming up right there and you're in a relationship, start thinking, okay, God, what do I need to heal in my heart to make this healthier? All right. You guys ready for question two? You doing okay? Is this all right? I know this is a lot and it's kind of just a breakdown of stuff. You guys okay? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Sarah's waving her ring in the back like, yeah, we passed all three questions. You know, like we're good. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yep. Okay. So question two is this, how do I know that I'm ready? Right? Once again, they wave the, <laughs> the ring. <laughs> so how do you know? Because you might personally say, yes, I feel ready. And you pass all those questions. Okay. The next one though is how do you know? You see the feeling comes from an internal the, the knowing comes from an external, right? So there's like an inner like call and an outward confirmation kind of a thing, right? I really feel like I'm ready to date. So then you move into the next question, is the outside people in my life confirming that I'm ready to date? Okay, so here we go. Is, how do you know you're ready? One is by asking the counsel in your life. Call on the Jedi Council, you know, or like whatever council. I'm a nerd, so for me, it's the Jedi Council. For you, it might be like something else, right? Okay, but basically, ask your council. And by council, I don't mean your peers. Because your peers are like, dude, yeah, that guy's awesome. Go for it, you know? <laughs> or like, you know, or like they might actually just be like, yeah, dude, go for it. That's great. I support you. I'm your wingman. Go for it, you know, right? And so, but no, no, no. The council, those are the people in your life that you know that they want what's best for you and they're willing to like cut stuff out of you that they see is off, right? They see some junk in your heart and they're like, they're the ones who are like, yeah, right there. Watch out for that, right? And you need this in your life. And I, and I would go as far as to say, get, I would say three or four like council in your life, you know? Um, the Bible says in Proverbs eleven fourteen 14, that where there is no counsel, the people fail. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. If you want safety to be like, am I ready to date and I want to feel safe? Like, yeah, I, I really, I'm ready. Talk to your counsel in your life. And, and if your counsel, basically, the three or four, honestly, I would recommend older people. I would recommend people who are in another stage of life where they've come through it and they can really speak into the stage out of experience that they've been through. Or even a married couple where they, like, they understand relationships or things like that. If they're looking at you and they say, you know what, you're just not ready, right? What is my response? If my response is like, forget you, you don't even know me, I'm ready, 
That was like, hey, look, your counsel was right. You're not ready at all, you know, because <laughs> you can't have that attitude in a relationship, right? And so, but if your counsel is, if they correct you and then you say, okay, yeah, like whether you agree with it or not, you, you're willing to yield to it and say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust God put you in my life right now and I'm going to follow what you're saying, you know, for the two or three counsel because a lot of times God will take your counsel and they'll, very, they'll be saying very similar things, you know? And so they'll say that and you say, okay, as an example, I did this in my life. I, um, so I'm not just preaching this. I like actually lived it. I had a time when I was like, okay, I feel like I'm ready to date. And I talked to different counsel in my life and they all told me no. They all told me you're not. And I was like, no, oh, dang, man, right? And almost, almost a year went by. And I said, okay, God, and I continued to work on my heart. And then I went back to them like almost a year later and unanimously all the same people said, I don't know what it is, but yeah, like you've changed and matured a lot. Like I, I really feel good. I feel like you're ready to date. The same people totally flipped their answer over a year because they watched me mature and change. And they all said, yeah, you're really, I, th I think you're really ready now. Right? And then I felt a safety to start moving forward because I was like, wow, they're totally backing me up. And there's a safety in the multitude of counsel. And if you don't have counsel in your life, you're probably not ready for dating because you will need them, <laughs> right? You really will need them in your dating relationship and engagement and in marriage, okay? So, but if you're already in a relationship and you're like, oh crud, I don't have counsel, like what do I do? If just start looking for it. Start searching for it. Together, proactively be like, you know what? We really need a counsel, not just one, like three or four, like some married couples in our life who can speak into us and we want with us for the long haul of how to walk through this. Like you can't be a lone ranger or the, just the two of you taking on the world. You got to pull in those counsel and those community in your life, right? This is how you know you're ready. And your relationship, if you're already in one, you will have so much more safety, so much more peace, so much more covering when you have the, that counsel saying, you two can make it. I believe in you. Everyone goes through this. You're going to be okay. We're working through this. Here's what's going on, okay? So if you're single, find counsel. If you're dating, you don't have it, find counsel, okay, right? And that is going to help create a healthiness in your heart to get you ready or to make your relationship even healthier where it's at, okay? Is that, is that cool? Does that make sense? Okay, awesome. So uh, then the next question underneath that, how do I know I'm ready from an external? Can you really say to somebody who you are? Who are you? You guys know that song? Who are you? You don't know that one? No? It's from the who. Like the, Okay, anyway, you guys, you need to listen to some classic music. Okay, so anyway, right? Who are you? There you go, Dominic knows. Who are you, okay? So this question is huge. Not just, yeah, yeah, I know who I am. No, can you really, can you articulate that to, your, to the people in your life? And by who are you, this really breaks down uh, with a couple different things, okay? So what are, what's your identity? What are, what are your beliefs? What are your passions? What are your desires? What, do you, what makes you come alive and you really wanna go after, right? Because if you don't know your beliefs and you're like, ah, know where I'm at with the Lord. You'll totally be fine dating someone else who doesn't really walk with the Lord. And it's really going to mess up your relationship, you know? 
Or if, if you don't really know your identity in God, we talked about this earlier a little bit, but if you think God's angry and mad at you, it's going to directly project onto the person that you're dating. And you'll blame them for something when there's an identity issue in our heart. So do you know who you are? Do you know your passions and your desires in life? You know, it, it, it's kind of like if you, there was this time, I really felt like I knew what I wanted in life. You know, I really, I want to go into ministry. I want to travel. I want to do missions. I want to like live in another country one day. I want to like do all this stuff, right? And I'm talking, uh, basically, this is like years ago, right? And I remember I was in a parking lot and I just met some girl and immediately I was like, oh, she's cute. Like, cool, you know? And then she started talking to me, right? And immediately church came up and I'm like, she's a Christian. Yay, you know? Like, and I'm being totally shallow in my mind of like, oh, wow, she's really cool, you know? Right? Don't act like you haven't all done that all the time, okay? Like, you're all looking at me like, pastor, right? Like, no, every person has done this, right? You know, I wasn't a pastor yet. No, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, no, okay? You, guys, seriously, and so I thought, she was, I thought she was cool and cute and everything like that, and so I started talking to her, and I was like, yeah, what do you want to do, you know? And she wanted to do, she told me this stuff, and I'm like, oh, that's really cool, and I said, I she asked me, and I said, I really, like, I feel called to ministry. I feel called to the nations. I feel called to preach and teach and see people get saved and all stuff. And she was just like, oh, wow, that is so cool. I honor you. I could just never do that. And she's like, I just, oh, I, I could never be in ministry, right? And for me, I'm like, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. In my mind, I'm kind of like, all right, check, please. Like, I'm done, you know, like, I'm kind of like, Right? Because, okay, she'll forever be a friend. And we developed a great friendship. She's awesome, right? But, but I'm like, no, I'm not even going to start dating because I know they feel called to something totally contradictory to what I feel called to. Does that make sense? I'm not even going to start and hopefully they'll change their mind. No, I, I'm not going to do that. You know, and it doesn't to give you safety. It doesn't have to verbatim be the exact same thing. I think a pastor, Chris Bear and Cassie, he kids, church pastor and pastoring things like that. She wanted a, a, a dance studio. Right. And it kind of seems like how do those work together? And and God perfectly, beautifully wove them together because underneath that they had a heart for ministry for kids and for children. And that was the commonality, and God wove the pastor and the dance studio together, and it was beautiful. So it doesn't have to verbatim be the exact same thing. God will weave the stories together. But if they're contradictory, like, that's like, oh, man, I don't think this is worth starting to date. Or if you're in that relationship, I really need to consider, is this, is this you, God, right? Does that make sense? Okay, cool. All right, so you need to know who you are. Um, basically... Jason Valentin said, the more you know yourself, the more of yourself you're able to give to someone else. And the more secure and confident you will be in the relationship. Have you ever given someone a gift and you had no idea what was inside? And like, oh, what is it? And you're like, I'll have to see. I don't know. <laughs> like, and you're kind of like, I hope it's good. Oh, me too. Right? You know? And then you open it up and you're like, oh, okay. Or you're like, oh, uh, you know, right? If you don't know what's inside, how are you're giving a gift to somebody? You're like, here I am, you know, and you don't know what's in it, right? Spend some time getting to know what's inside of your heart. If you're single or if you're dating, start to figure that out as well. It'll make your relationship healthier. Are you guys ready for the third, the third and final question? Yeah. Okay, you doing all right? Yeah. Cool. All right. The last one is this: Are they ready to date? 
okay? Right? Are they ready, right? Is the person that I want to date ready to date? Because you might be like, I'm good. Step one, check. Step two, counsel, all that, check. Good. I know who I am. I know where I'm going. I'm ready to date, right? Uh, let's go after it. I'm, I'm good, right? But the, the question is, that person that you want to date, do you know that they've gone through step one and two? That they know what they're called to? That, that, and I, like I said, like a general calling of like ministry or this or living in Africa forever, right? You know, things like that, right? Like you, you should find that out, right? Before you jump into dating, you know? And so do, do they know this? Do they have healthy community and counsel in their life? Or when you, when you look at their life and their friends, do they just have broken friendships everywhere, right? No counsel, no friends and all this stuff in a way that's like, okay, like I'm tying my heart to something that apparently has broken a lot of people around them. I don't, maybe they need a season of getting healed. That's not like a bad thing. It's not like pointing the finger, but there is a level of like, okay, maybe they need to walk through some stuff as well. And then you just got to make that choice of if it's right to to you want to kind of wait or whatever, or like if you need to look, move on, or I don't know, right? That's, up, that's kind of up to you. But the question is, do you know they're ready? And by when I say dating, I guess I mean really going, entering into a relationship. I don't mean like you took him out to coffee once and it was like a date, you know? Like, uh, I'm talking, but, but if you've taken out to coffee six, seven, eight, nine times, and none of these questions have come up, like, you're basically dating them, right? You know, you're texting them every day, liking everything they do on Instagram, you know, like, right? Talking to them all the time, right? Going to coffee with them all the time. No, we're not dating. We're just friends. And we only see each other alone. And I would be really hurt if they started dating somebody, you know? Like, it's like, wait, I don't know. I feel like there's something else there, you know? Like, I'm gonna go on a wild guess and say like there's something happening. So I would say by like coffee date, whatever you want to call it, like three or four or five, like some of these questions really should be coming up of like, hey, like I really like you. I want to pursue you. Like, where do you feel like you're going in life? What do you want to do? Like, you know, and, and, and honestly, is are you really that shallow with them where you haven't asked them any questions about what they want to do with their life, you know? <laughs> like, seriously, like, if, if, if that's never come up, then these are really shallow dates in the first place, you know? Like, you should really ask these questions, right? But you don't need to, like, coffee date one, just lay down the list and pass it over. Like, no, that's weird, like, organically bring it up. But be intentional about this, you know? Like, does that make sense? Is that cool to say? Yeah? Okay, cool, guys. All right, so this is where the break is because I've been talking um, for like 30 minutes or so. And so I wanted to ask you guys, that was the first part of asking those questions of if you're ready to date, okay? So there's a couple options we can do right now and I'm just honoring to you guys, okay? I have these right here. This is those questions written down. And you can spend some time praying and writing them out and, and everything like that, okay? And I have some other ones if you're like, no, I'm not ready to date, but I really do want to also build counsel, build healthy heart, things like that. This other one here is for you as well, or you just do both of them, okay? So we'll have time. I think wherever we're at, probably about like 8.40, we'll stop, okay, in about 20 minutes. And we will give you time to go through those with some worship music and... You can pray and ask the Lord about it, okay? Uh, okay, cool. Well, now I only got 10 minutes for the how-to. 
Uh, do we still want to try to try it real quick? Okay, I'll try to I'll try to go best we can. Okay, all right. So anyway, okay. Uh, so you you got all that. We're moving to dating. Chris Valentin, um, go on his blog. He's got great stuff of how do you start dating. Like I I stole a lot of this from him. His first thing is he says start apart and slowly work your way in. Okay, and what he means by this is he says trust and commitment level should always dictate the amount of intimacy that each of you give in the relationship. So what will happen, you're like, oh, they're amazing. Oh, it's great. It's awesome. And you'll want to jump into intimacy, really deep emotional intimacy, really deep physical intimacy, right? And in the world, they applaud this. You see, because it's backwards, the world basically says the more intimate you are with them, the more you'll build trust and find out you're compatible together, and then the more likely you will have a commitment. Where it's it's backwards, commitment and, and trust were always meant to house intimacy, okay? And, and they're always meant to be a protection of it. it. Basically, the idea is that intimacy is like really this fire of attraction and intimacy and all these things, right? And emotional and physical, okay? And really a fire with no structure is a wildfire will burn hot, burn bright, and burn out. There's no wildfires still going to this day. Yes, it's hard, but they have an endpoint. They stop and then they leave a pile of destruction, right? Whereas that when a fire, same fire, is housed within a structure and it is consciously fed wood and taken care of, right? The fire that could have caused destruction is now providing warmth and life and health to a whole family. And it could be sustained, right? And so a big thing about the how-to is that the intimacy factor has to follow behind the trust and commitment factor, right? And then the intimacy follows. Because we know in the Bible, the Bible says don't have sex before marriage, okay? But it doesn't say like, well, how far can I go? Because there's a lot you can do before that, you know, right? And these questions are real questions. So the thing is, where is the, the commitment? Where is the trust, okay? And, and, and also, where is the personal convictions as well, okay? And so really, we have to get into our heart, even before we date, the difference between love versus attraction, okay? Because I promise you, even if they're the hottest guy in the world or hottest woman in the world, there will be times when they are not attractive to you and you don't feel like magnetically pulled to them, okay? And, and if that happens, like in immaturity, we'll say, oh no, I'm out of love, we should end, right? Whereas if you're in a place where your heart and your love has matured, you can say, no, 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 this actually follows my commitment, follows my trust. I need to just stoke the fire again and put some logs into it and help get the fire going again, like, does that, does that make sense? You have to get this before you start dating or at the beginning of your relationship. Otherwise, you will wildfire through your relationships and then wreck the car and say it must have been the car's fault, okay? So you need to understand the difference bef- between that. You see, intimacy is the reward of commitment, okay? Intimacy comes after, okay? The reason you have to understand this is because uh, you're dating someone not because you're just attracted to them, okay? Attraction is important. It's great. You know, it's, it is important, okay? Okay, but because you will have season when that fades. When you're dating someone to, <clears throat> you're basically dating someone not to decide if you're forever gonna be attracted to them, but to decide if you could forever choose them even when you're not attracted to them. 
okay? The reason you're dating is to decide if this is the person you can choose for the rest of your life. Not, is this the person I'll be attracted to and even like all the time, <laughs> you know, for the rest of my life. You have to get the foundation as commitment from the get-go of dating, right? Right? This doesn't mean like from date one, we're going to get married, commit to me, right? Like, no, that's, that's weird. Don't do that, right? Okay? So, but basically, you have to build it. So take it slow, like Chris Valentin says, and build the trust. Do things that are fun. Do things that you love to do together. Have a good time. But do things where you're starting to intentionally to build trust and build commitment, don't just jump into the intimacy, okay? Right? That'll ruin your relationship, okay? Because then when you don't feel that, you, like, you won't know what to do, okay? So basically, um, one more thing too is this idea that basically independence and intimacy are really opposite. And you have to cost and pay one to get the other. Okay, so if I say, no, I want to be independent in my life, it will come at the cost of intimacy because you, you will want to be independent and do all these things, right? Which means you can never really connect and build trust and commitment and have actual intimacy with someone, even at an emotional level. The more you commit, the more you have trust, the more intimacy, the less independence you have. You're still, your, you're still your identity in God, like, yes, totally. But you're starting to yield your desires and your wants to have that connection and that intimacy with the other person. You're giving up, but I want to go see a movie. And they're like, yeah, but they're sick, right? And I'm giving up my independence to serve them. Does that make sense? How the two, often you will pay the cost of one to obtain the other. And if you're like, I need to be more independent in my life, Watch, and this is all relationships, you'll tear some intimacy away. Does this make sense? How, how they, they're together. Um, Chris Valentin, he said, all too often we use our intimacy to build a connection and relationship instead of allowing the foundation to build our intimacy. So if I'm going to give you the most sacred and vulnerable piece of me, I better be sure that you know how to handle it before I offer it to you. He says, the beautiful thing about slowly moving together is that the risk of becoming completely heartbroken is dramatically lessened because we're allowing commitment and trust to dictate the pace of our passion. And really, guys, this is the gospel. The gospel isn't Jesus really felt strongly he should come. The gospel says, you did not choose me, I chose you. So it started with a choice, Right? And that's, I'll give you the reference for that. That's an actual verse. That's John 15, 16. He says that you didn't choose me, I chose you. So it starts with a choice. The root system is a choice and then the fruit is intimacy. The world will tell you it's backwards. The world will tell you your roots are intimacy and if you're really compatible and really intimate and you get along great, then the fruit will be a commitment. The problem is that when that dries up, now the fruit of commitment dries up. Whereas if you flip it and the roots are commitment, then whether the fruit is drying up or not in different seasons, the commitment's still there. Good. 
So when you're going into dating, you have to realize, am I doing this, the how-to, am I doing this to really find somebody I can commit to the rest of my life, or am I doing this just to get to my, my intimacy factor up? of like, I feel alone, I feel like I need someone, I feel like all this, I feel like I need to be happy, I feel like I just want somebody. Like, are you dating just so that you can get yourself filled or are you dating to find out who you can commit to the rest of your life? Right? Does that make sense? Okay, we have four minutes left. Here's some very quick, very, I'll, I'll go through real quick. Here's some very quick, uh, just Remember this, 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 this as you're starting to date and as you're going through dating, okay? First one, clear boundaries. Very clear boundaries, okay? Uh, you cannot assume that just because somebody's a Christian, they have the exact same boundaries as you, okay? Um, you, you, you can't assume that. You have to talk. Obviously, they might have the same one of like no sex before marriage, right? But they might have totally different boundaries. So you have to talk about this. You can't assume because what will happen is if you don't clearly say what your boundaries are, one person will cross them and then you'll think they're the devil because they just crossed your boundary, right? And they didn't know because they don't have that, they didn't have that conviction. And you're like, how dare you not have that conviction? I have that conviction, right? And it's like, well, wait a second. It's not, no, you just, you need to articulate clearly what your boundaries are from really early in the relationship. Like, you know, you, you really do, okay? And, and so, um, yeah, anyway, clear boundaries. Oh, and the question comes up, uh, a lot of times, two people have two different boundaries. Whose boundary do you go with? Whoever's is lower. Uh, lower, higher. More conservative. Yeah. When I think lower, I think higher is like more and more and more intimacy, right? More and more like going further, okay? So lower as in like my bar is like down here. I can't raise it up to where you want it to be, right? Kind of a thing. Does that make sense? Do you hear what I'm saying? And so if, if you're like, okay, I can go here and my heart is not jumping into a bad, lustful place, okay? And it's sinning, you know, right? Uh, but you can't do that. You can only go here before your heart starts to jump into a bad place. I'm gonna honor you and go with yours because, and I'm gonna come down to where yours is at and say, okay, this is the bar then, right? And if you have someone who says, oh, come on, bring it up here, come on, red flag, they don't care about your boundaries, throw them out, <laughs> right? Or have a very clear conversation. If we keep crossing this boundary, we're, it's not going to work, right? Does that make sense? So whoever has the, the, the boundary that's, I guess, more conservative, you honor that one, okay? Does that make sense? Okay, cool. The next one is open communication. We talked about this, but the open communication about what your expectations are because this will kind of grow and change as the relationship unfolds. Someone might be like, after six months, I'm ready to get married. And the other person's like, I'm not, you know? Like you need to talk about your expectations because if you don't, then there is going to be something unmet and it's gonna bring pain in because now I have an unmet expectations. You gotta very clearly, it's, I know it's scary, but you gotta very clearly say, this is what I want in this relationship. This is, what I, this is what I need in this relationship. What do you need? Like, how do we work this out, okay? I'm just blowing through this for time because we got like one minute, okay? The other one, stay in counsel, in community. Uh, you guys, I, I really preached that one, but you gotta do that. I would even go as far as to say like men and women, yes, just because you have open communication with each other doesn't mean 100% of the time you should always tell them everything you're feeling. Like, like sometimes that could really hurt the other person run it by your counsel sometimes of like, hey, this is really hurting me that he does this. I don't know how to talk about it with him. How do you think I could soften the blow? How do I go about this? And then that counsel can really help you, okay? Does it, like you should be able to talk about it, but it doesn't mean like you just jump in and do it 
just because you feel like it. Does that make sense at all? Yeah. Yeah, like you really invite your counsel into that, okay? And how do I have a better open communication with this person I'm dating, okay? All right, um, and then last one, or no, almost done. Pursue God together. What are you doing to constantly grow? Um, Do you have podcasts and books? And what are you doing to actually grow your relationship after God? Because if you don't, you'll just kind of plateau and and you'll never get closer to God. And you want to make sure I'm still going hard after God, and so are they. So really, there's a great free resources. I can give you some afterwards. Um, and then I would say go after that. As a dating couple, set up a time where you do a devotional time together. Buy a devotional book. Pursue God together. It will give your relationship life. And then the last one is just understand that there will be ebbs and flows. There will be times when it's like, Oh, like, I just can't get enough of you. And then there's other times you're like, literally, get away from me. I don't want to be around you right now. Like, it just happens, right? And and because the seasons will change and there's different things that activate, that fruit will change. But if from the get-go you understand the value of commitment, hey-oh, then you'll make it through that season, okay? And you'll actually become even more intimate because now you realize what we can go through together and we're not breaking, Right? which is a beautiful thing. You actually go deeper into intimacy. So, but you have to understand that there will be a time, believe it or not, there will be a time when this person I'm obsessed with is not attractive to me. Like, I know it sounds impossible, but it will happen. And when it happens, be like, I was told this would happen. Doesn't mean my love has fallen out. If you accidentally fall in love, then you can accidentally fall out of love, okay? So, but if you choose to commit to love, then you can choose to stay in love. So staying in love isn't a matter of a feeling. It's a matter of a commitment and a choice, okay? So you have to choose to stay in love, okay? And then, like, there is a cost to keep the fire burning. They pay logs, and they put it in there to keep it burning. There is a cost to it. You have to choose to stay in love, okay? So just understand that. This is my last two quotes. Uh, Heidi Baker, she basically says, if you don't give up, you win, okay? That's the key is what she says, okay? Danny Silk, he said, we're all pursuing one of two goals in our relationship, whether we realize it or not, you're pursuing one of these two goals. The goal of building a protecting and healthy, loving, intimate hearts and heart connection, or the goal of keeping a safe distance to protect our hearts from others, the independence or the intimacy. Choosing the goal of connection requires us to become powerful in identifying and getting rid of every habit of thinking and behavior that doesn't align with that goal. So you have to really say, I'm willing in this dating process to get closer to you and to get rid of all the things that are hindering our connection. Okay? Cool. You guys made it. That was a long time, but we did a lot of questions. You guys good? Did you enjoy the night? It's okay? Okay, awesome. Get these, get the papers. You already got them. Um, and then fill them out. You can, we can turn on some worship music even for a few minutes, and you can fill it out in here if you want. If you want to go home, do it at home. Encourage you to go through it, though, okay? Let's just stand and let's pray together. Lord, I thank you so much, God. And that was awesome, God, we, that, that you changed the night up. It wasn't the classic preaching and then small groups and all this stuff. You really uh, changed it. You made it a family night, God, of talking back and forth. And we thank you for that connection and that we feel safe to break the norm and just talk together, God. And so, but God, I ask that you would set up, for those who are single, that you would show them how to heal and how to get ready and how to be prepared for dating, God. And, and then for those who are already dating, you would show them how to get healthier and to better steward their dating, God. And that, and that they would do those things we talked about, of getting counsel and pursuing you together and, 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 you know, making clear expectations and boundaries. God, we just ask that we would represent you even in our dating, that we would represent you in every aspect of our life, especially 
our relationships, and we remember that you said the world will know us by our love for one another. And so, God, we choose to love each other. Make us people of commitment, not just attraction. Make us people of, 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 of like choice, not, not just a fleeting feeling. We love the feelings. We thank you for them. We love the attraction, God. We ask that every relationship be filled with attraction. But, God, we ask that we'd be people whose roots are in commitment to love. But we love you, God. We give you this. We give you this week. We ask that you would reveal to us where we need to grow and where we need to change. And all God's people said, amen. Thank you for listening to the Crux Podcast Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit summitsanmarcos.com for other exciting content from Summit Church.